Welcome to the Garbage Fire Podcast, a.k.a. MFKS Radio on the Airwaves dial at 487.52. Your pod is hosted by Kelsey and Megan, who are back in school mode and already running on fumes. The Garbage Fire Pod is about being unironically passionate to the point that you would dive into the dumpster for the things that you love! Yes! (laughs) Two for two! Uh, Hey, we're back! It's Friday! (laughs) Thank God. Oh, I know. Is it going to be one of those, like, it's after work, and it's either going to be super, super good, or yeah. just shit? Well, There's I've, no middle ground. I felt pretty shit when I got here. But just turn it around yeah. somehow. We had some chili. We had delicious chili. It's pretty good. I made it, so that sounds like a really conceited thing to say, but it was pretty good. <laughs> it was very good. And I was considerate of Kelsey's not meat-eating... You were. Lifestyle, and there was no meat in the chili, and I didn't, like, make her feel bad about it or anything. No. If I liked her less, I would have. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> I guess. Question mark? That's um, rare. It's rare to have people do that, so I thank you. Um, I just don't buy meat because it's expensive. I make my parents buy it, and then I go eat it there. <sighs> I don't buy meat because it's wrong. I'm just kidding. Whoa. I, don't, I don't care that much. <laughs> I don't care if anybody else eats it. Uh, I just don't eat it. As I go to the fridge and pull out a piece of corned beef and just like start. No, I wouldn't do that. Corned beef is disgusting. Corned beef though. is delicious, but also if you thought meat was wrong, I would absolutely do that. <laughs> as we were recording, <laughs> <laughs> like waft the smell over to you. Uh, wh- <laughs> okay, so I already have like raspberries going bad in my car right now, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> all good. I forgot them. I forgot my lunch bag under my desk yesterday. Oh. And I didn't get to my raspberries yesterday, and they were right. like straight up liquid today. So, put them over some ice cream. That'll be okay. That's a way to get out of my extracurricular commitments this weekend, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it is. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Um. Okay. So well, I don't know. Let's start there. You want to talk about school? Sure. Because we're back in school. Both we of are. us now. Um. And you've met all your kids. I have, and it's wild. <laughs> For a lot of reasons. If you've been following me on Instagram, you've seen how wild it's been. But I have 160 kids. That's a lot. In more case now. Was wondering. More now, because things were added. Um, and three sets of them I see every other day. So I'm, I've got maybe 10% of their names so far, which is really frustrating. Especially when you're talking and you're just like pointing. Yeah, you. Yeah. In the back. In the front. I hate that. It's a frustrating, uncomfortable time of year to not know that information about kids. Yeah, it is kind of tough. Um, I also get um, annoyed when they don't remember my name, though. <laughs> because I'm like, okay, hey, guys, I get it, but you literally, at the very most, have, like, six teachers' names to remember. Mm-hmm. And I have 120 kids that I need to know. And it's on my board. And it's on the door. <laughs> And it's on your course outline, and, like... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I know. It's funny with my name. They'll go, Mrs. And then it just, like, trails off into silence, because I can't remember what it is. So I have to, like, refer to myself in the third person, like, oh, Steyer, where you keep dropping your pen? Like, I do that for, like, the first week so that they pick up on how to pronounce my name. Really? I don't understand how they don't know how to pronounce your name. It's five letters. Like, it's not... But then they don't. People That's don't. so weird. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't think I have that problem. I don't know. I don't really care. I feel like it. in England it would be no problem because it's spelt like the old school tire. Oh, yeah, fair. With a Y. Right. But here it just, I don't just know. doesn't work. There's no total, 
cultural touchstone for no, him that's whatsoever. true can you imagine if you had hyphenated though <laughs> we just never know what was happening oh god I don't even know a lot of kids just call me Mrs. S that's yeah. good enough um, most of my kids I find really interesting they just call me Miss like they don't use the last name and it's just a very polite thing and it doesn't bother me any I just find it really weird it's like a I, I make fun of my kids who do that especially the ones that I taught last year this one kid I was like hey Miss Miss S and he like walked by and as soon as he walked by I was like that's Mrs. to you Alex <laughs> he was like okay sorry <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was just trying to grind his gears that's funny so in our intro we said that we're both already running on fumes we are yeah um I will say that my running on fumes is more or less self-inflicted this week because on Wednesday night I was like hey there's gonna be northern lights I'm gonna go take pictures so I did I got home at like 1.30 in the morning and then I had a staff meeting at 8 o'clock Thursday morning so that was my fault for being dumb you shouldn't even have a staff meeting first week. No, probably. Second or third, sure. Because you had some at startup, I'm sure. Yeah. And what did you talk about? Uh, we just went through some, like, IPP stuff and other things, and I don't know. I honestly don't really remember much of it. <laughs> Talked about first aid and who the first aiders in the school were, and oh. in case there was an emergency. Okay. And who we call, you know, in our hallways and stuff, which is not bad information to know. Yeah. Um, but, like, everyone in my hallway has first aid, so I'm good. I don't need to worry about it. Awesome. Yeah, I've let mine expire. I've also let mine expire, and I may never get it back. I just, like... I just don't want to be responsible. I don't either. It's It terrifies me. Yeah. Like, if you want me to be the person to run and get help, I will do that. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to secure someone's neck. No. If there's a spinal cord injury. Fair enough. That's true. Yeah, I don't really want to do those things either. Like, these hands drop my car keys in front of my door every single day. <laughs> That's oh, so what you're saying is you don't want those hands immobilizing? Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I think that's I think that's fair. But like I'm fine to hold babies, you guys. <laughs> so if anyone has a baby that needs holding, I'll take your a girl. baby. I'll take that baby. But school's good. Schools, yeah, schools good. It's much better now because I've been there before. I'm at the same school as last time, so it's like less of a like culture shock. Yeah. Plus, I've, like, improved on my relationships with other staff a lot, and I can chat with them, and I feel less like a stranger in a strange place, so. That's good. And plus having, you know, those other students I taught last year around, too, coming and checking in and being like, I tried to get into your class, but you're not doing 30. And I was like, no, they don't trust me with 30. So. Just like you shouldn't trust her with your babies, apparently. No, you can trust me with your babies, <laughs> just not your car keys. <laughs> Chris will know this. He'll laugh. Um, well, I'm glad. It's good. Because, yeah, we started last week. So mm -hmm. when we recorded last time, I'd already been in, like, with kids for three days. And it's just a crazy whirlwind. Yeah. Like, it's insane. It's super insane. I've already had, like, six days of instruction with most of my kids. That's nuts. That's really nuts. And, like, we only have 84 in a semester. So I'm already almost 10% done. That's this semester. Wild. That's like that to me is the like the mind numbing part. Like why I've not done ten percent of any of my courses. I know that's and the I'm thing almost ten percent done. That really starts to make me panic and like makes me not sleep at night is the whole timing of a course. Yeah. I still have not figured out how you do that. Yeah, I don't really know either. Like I've got ballpark. We're gonna do 
three week short stories, you know, four to five weeks novel, four to five weeks Shakespeare, whatever. But like, oh, thinking about that out of 84 I know. equation. I know. Sucks. Until you're at like day 70 and you're like, fuck yeah, 84. Yeah. And then like, we're so close. Yeah. So close. I can taste it. But the beginning is. Oh, yeah, I know. Because I always feel that, like, I have, I'm either going too slow or too fast or whatever, and I don't know what I'm doing, and it just feels so scattered. Yeah. Um, I just need to get over it, I guess, and teach better. I don't know. Like, it's just a very weird feeling. I don't know if that ever goes away, though. Probably not. It probably doesn't. But I think maybe, I'm thinking of, like, there's a few people in my department that are, like, this might be their last year. And I think they're, they're just at that stage where it's just like, what does it matter if we don't get to this poem or that short story or mm-hmm. this talk on rhetoric using wit? Like, ugh. It's a random yeah. example. Yeah. That sounds awful, but. It does sound awful. Random example. <laughs> yeah. No, no I, th- like, and I think you get to that point, maybe. It's inconsequential in the long term. As we were talking about how bullshit high school is. Yeah, we were talking about that. <laughs> um, we love our jobs, so we'll start there. We do. But I was telling my kids yesterday, my grade 11 English class, that. Most of what they do in high school is completely meaningless for the rest of their lives. Um, And I don't mean that in any kind of, like, derogatory or pejorative way. Like, it's just that the stuff that we teach them in high school is more or less useless. It just seems so arbitrary and non-applicable that it's frustrating. Yeah, like, I took all three... Because we're trying to get them to care. I took all three sciences in school. Yeah. And I took math... I didn't take um, calculus, because I was like, math with only letters? Forget that noise. (laughs) Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but you love letters. Yeah, but not, Just not as math. No, I didn't like that. <laughs> um, and so then when I got to university and I had to take like a symbolic logic class and almost failed it, I was like, should I take calculus? But anyway, um, I just, so I took all that stuff and I took French and, you know, obviously like English and social studies or whatever. But I don't know that I've ever really used any of the skills. And obviously I teach English and social and obviously like my other degree was in history. And so like I get it. I've obviously mm-hmm. chosen like... A certain path. A certain pathway. But even in just, like, my daily life, like, I've never needed to balance a chemical equation in my entire life. Yeah. I don't need to remember the quadratic formula. I do, but I don't need it. Like, what do I need it for? I have a phone that will do all of those things for me now But when in your life would you ever... Um, in Math 30 to write an exam. I know. That's when I needed it. Which is... And I get the idea behind, like, we want all of our citizenry... To be able to comprehend complex things in each discipline, right? You want yes. some sense of enlightenment. But at what cost, <laughs> At what cost? Well, this is the thing I talk about at, at school with some of my colleagues in English. Um, I feel like because of the way that we assess and because of the way that we have chosen to, like, what we've chosen to focus on in our assessment, I feel like we've we are missing some of the joy of teaching text Mm -hmm. and that really sucks like teaching poetry I love it but I always spend like six days on it because I got other stuff I have to do because my grade book has 15% is this and I have to do it and poetry doesn't really meet that and stuff and so like I sort of feel like I would love to just have the opportunity for kids to just kind of play around with text Mm -hmm. and explore it and you know have some fun with it but I don't feel like I have that opportunity and I think that that does a disservice to what, like, language art should be. Yeah, Because, like, the, the language art is the part that we're missing. Yeah. Um, and they don't really get to explore that. And I, th- I think that's really a shame. Because I think that a lot of times kids feel 
like they hate English or whatever for whatever reason. Because it gets part of so it is, bogged down yeah. in the in the critical analytical aspect of things and the shoving knowledge and insight and this is the understood explanation of what this is supposed to mean and like we had a really good moment today i'm teaching a margaret lawrence short stories because of course i am um with grade levens and one of the stories we're doing is called to set our house in order and at one point in time the protagonist's grandmother says to her um that mcleods never tell lies so mm-hmm. that's like this family motto essentially and gra- her grandmother also tells her that god loves order so she tells her these two things and at the end of the story the narrator vanessa she says that um whatever it is that god loves in the world it certainly isn't order which i think is just wonderful because mcleods never tell lies but god loves order and her grandmother told her both things and at least one of those things is like objectively untrue and so we had a really good discussion about what that means for the adult narrator to realize this thing that she was told as a child was a lie Mm-hmm. It was fascinating. But then I was like, oh my god, I guess we kind of got to move on a little bit because I have other things I need to do with this. I can't just mm-hmm. leave it there. And I feel like I wish I could have just left it. Just kind of let that hang for a while. But I didn't have that opportunity. I know. There's always that sense of of rushing. And it's really unfortunate that we can't just like read a text or perceive a text just to like read it or talk about it. There's always this sense of product. Yeah, what are we doing with it? What are we doing with this text? Yeah. And that's just, yeah, that's that killing yeah. that we do to texts and ourselves. It's really frustrating. Yep. So, um, and then next week, swim practice starts. So, I Tuesdays and Wednesday mornings, I have to be at the pool at 7 o'clock. And uh, I'm going to complain about it on Twitter every day. So, just be prepared for <laughs> it's that. It's only Tuesday and Wednesday? Just in the mornings. And then I have Thursday after school. Because okay. someone else is doing Monday, Thursday morning, and then another guy is doing Friday morning. So, I'm, so you're splitting it. We're splitting That's it up. Really nice. Yeah, which is good. Oh, God, I hate morning so much. Because for me to be at the pool for 7, I have to leave home by 6.30. Yeah. And, like, this morning, I barely made it out of bed at 7.30. Like, I was just done. This morning at my school, I was already, like, signed into my desk at 7.30. But do we start earlier than you? I don't know. We start at 9. So. We start at 8.43. Someone told me... I don't know. Maybe we should leave this out. It's too many details. I don't know. Just say it. That Ainley starts at 9.30. Untrue. They have a tutorial from 9 till 9.30. Their classes are shorter. Okay. Because of that. That's their flex time. Oh. Yeah. So not really. They still start at 9. We don't have flex time. Interesting. That doesn't surprise me at all. From what I know about your school. It's very straight lines. Um, very much so, yes. It's very industrial, complex education. It does it, yeah, I was going to ask, ask an identifying detail about your school, but I'll just leave that until later. Okay. Yeah. It has to do with the wall color. Oh. Okay, yeah, yeah. we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so next week is going to be some practice, and I'm just going to complain forever and ever and ever. So, And it, it goes until December 14th, just so y'all are aware. So you got like a solid three months of me just complaining about how early it is. And most of those tweets will be like, it is too early to be awake. Oh my God, Megan. And you wonder why I quit Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) But there will also be like, once it gets a little bit um, later into the season, there will be also like pictures of the sunrise post-practice, which will always be good. Those are always good. So it's it's good, I suppose. Yeah. But Extracurriculars uh, are... Yep. A thing. They are a thing. Um, they're called extracurriculars for a reason. Because they're... Because they curricula suck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really ashamed of that. That was not good be. at all. That was awful. God. 
God, I want. I need a better one. That was all I could think of in that <laughs> millisecond. <laughs> oh, I'm so tired. Um, yeah, extracurriculars are a thing, and so it's funny because like we're sort of expected to do things, but like in a school like the size of my school, clearly not everyone does. Yeah, right. Because there's not enough stuff for everyone to be involved, and I find that annoying. Because there's still an expectation that like the new teachers and the young teachers will like get involved in stuff, and I don't mind doing the swim team. It's fine, whatever. I don't mind helping out, but like, it would be nice if some other people like stepped up once in a while and yeah, did some. Of Especially those because it's like, it seems to be a trend that once you hit 15 years of teaching, all of a sudden you don't have to do anything anymore. Yeah, it's like oh, I'm real close. This is 11. It's like okay though. You're the one that, like, is the most prepared and the most expertise, and you don't need any prep time at all, and yet I do, and I'm committing 16 hours a week of my own time trying to prep five classes on top of it. Like, it's so contradictory and dumb. I understand. I I I remember reading an article about, um, in the States, anyway, that the argument was that, like, young teachers should get paid more than older teachers because they work so much harder. And I was like... Fuck yeah. I don't think that's always true because I know some people who have been teaching for a long time who work very hard and they, like, redo their courses every year and they're, like, building new things. They're not just, like... Yeah. Photocopying the same stuff from 19... That's true. 99. Um, but there are some that are legit just coasting mm-hmm. until retirement. Um, and that's unfortunate. And yeah. Well, it's really frustrating when you're new and struggling. Yeah. And... I have a, there's a lot of expectation. Yeah, I had a conversation after school today with a guy who's brand new, um, and he's on, like, he's in his contract year, right? So, um, and he was staying, I don't know how late, he better be gone by now. It's, like, 7 o'clock. If he's not gone, there's going to be trouble, because it's Friday. Um, but he was saying that, like, other people who were in the same contract situation as him were going out for drinks with people after work and stuff, and he's like, I don't even know what I'm doing Monday morning. He's like, I don't know how they can be. Yeah, that's Sunday's problem, though. <laughs> yeah, but he, he doesn't know. He wants to watch football this Sunday, so I totally understand that. But he's oh, just well, like Saturday's problem. Um, no, some of us don't like going to work on the weekends, because he lives, like, half an hour from I work, I work at home. Oh, I can't work at home. Oh, I work very well at home. I do not. I don't work well at school. I get very distracted when I try and work here, because my couch is really comfortable. And there's usually, like, on Saturdays, there's college football on now. And then on Sundays, there's regular football. And I'm just, like, I'm a waste waste uh, of space. So see, I, I just have like, to go to work. I just, it's all noise. I just, like, I'll put the TV on, but I don't pay attention to it. No, I don't. I, and I, then I'll usually fall asleep, like, middle of the afternoon, like, sleeping on the couch. Because mm. I'll be, like, sitting there marking something. And then all of a sudden, oh, it's stuff so falls worst. off the couch. And you're like, what is happening? <laughs> I know. And you're like, I'm sorry, Jimmy, your writing was so boring. <laughs> <laughs> It literally put me to sleep. I wish that was, like, a rubric category. This put me to sleep. <laughs> so instead of insufficient, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, coma-inducing. <laughs> Is that rude? I think that might be a little bit rude. I it's don't know. Rude, yeah. Yeah, it's probably rude. Um, do you have anything else about school? Um, it's the greatest and yet the worst at the same time. Yeah, pretty much. That sounds about right. It's just so... It's just so draining. And it's, it's hard to explain how taxing... It is. To yeah. someone who doesn't do it. And and I think that people have a misconception um, about what it is because they've been in school. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, like, when there's discussion about, like, how hard teachers work or contract negotiations, like salary negotiations and stuff, um, people are like, well, they want to get paid more. I'm like, well, no, I don't actually really care about the salary so much. 
Because I, I mean, personally, I about the hours and the time. I think I get paid really well. But what I would yeah. really like is like five fewer kids in every class, because that would give me back some of my time outside of my workday. Yeah, and it makes um, it five kids in one class makes a huge difference. It does. Like that's for most assignments and stuff. That's an hour of marking. Yeah, and, and depending so you, how long it is, at least. And know. if you so if you consider that you have like maybe six or seven assignments that'll take that long in a year to mark. Right. And it's not even just the time marking, but the time in which you have to dedicate to those extra five kids yeah. versus the other 35 in your room. Yeah. The one-on-one time is so difficult to get. And I, I understand why students feel not supported in, in high school because I can't. I can't. I can't spend time with every single one of them every single day. Like, it's impossible. No, and, and so that those kind of things would be what I would want different. Like, fewer kids, so more funding for more teachers so you can have smaller classes. Because yeah. I think that makes better. Oh, I'm not over, I'm not overly concerned about, like, the salary and stuff. Like, it doesn't matter. Our benefits are fine. Yeah. We make good money. Mm-hmm. Even people starting out. Like, it's good money for an entry-level job. Yeah. Um. So I Comparatively, yeah. Comparatively speaking, right? And so, like, whatever. But I think that, like... There, it, there's a demand on our time for sure mm-hmm. um, and I try really really hard not to work on the weekends I have to this weekend I gotta do a little bit of marking because I fell asleep watching the football game last night because it wasn't all that exciting and I was gonna mark last night and I was like mm, nope um, so I have to do that this weekend but like I try not to work on the weekends but then that means during the week that it's you know 10 hours a day at least if not more yeah for me it's 12 right now uh, and that's insane like, that's absolutely crazy. I and mean, when you consider, like, we start at 9 and our teaching day ends at 3.30. Yeah. That's, and six, that's six and a half hours. I'm there an hour and a half before school every day, and I usually don't leave school before leave school before 6 at night. So I'm doing close to 11 hours at school. Yeah. And how many of those are paid versus yeah. unpaid, right? Like, that's a... Yeah. There's a lot of... And there's no... There's a lot there. There's no option to, like, like the banking of time. and But then on the flip side, like, we get the summers off and the two weeks at Christmas. Like, I get all of the arguments. Yeah. And I don't want to get into that, that debate with people because I don't think it's valuable anymore. No. It's not like we don't know. And it's not like we, we have... have control over whether or not summer exists. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true. That's a good point, actually. Like, what... What it's not like I'm do? like, okay, I'm going to take July and August off. Okay, cool. Yeah. And other people are still working. It's not like that. Like, everybody's no. off, right? And so, yeah, sure, we get summers off, but, you know, we're working. I know for myself, and I've done the math before, and I will probably never do it again, but one year I, like, spent a lot of time at work. Um, and by, like, mid-April, I was past the, like, what, however many, 1,940 hours or whatever it is for, like, a full-time job with two weeks vacation. It was mid-April. So I worked, like, May, June, and the rest of April mm-hmm. for free, technically. Mm-hmm. Which is insane. Yeah. Um, so I'd already, like, filled up that quota in well under... The uh, full year, yeah. The full year. And so, yeah, those are the things that I think... So if I had fewer kids, you know, I wouldn't have to spend maybe quite so much time at work. Yeah, I totally agree. Because I spend more time at work than I spend at home, for sure. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. It's awful. Most of the time it's just to eat dinner and then... Go to bed. Sleep, yeah. Yeah, which sucks. Which super sucks. Because, like, especially coming off of the summer, like, this summer not so much because I was gone, but, like, you just think, I spent a lot of time at home in the summertime, and so then to go from that to, like, essentially the flip side, where Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I'm never home anymore. I forgot how comfortable my couch is. And it's so bizarre, too, to go from... Well, you were with someone all summer, I wasn't really, but... um, (sighs) 
I don't know the implications of that sentence that I just said. <laughs> but That's for another week. <laughs> um, he's not around now anyway. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> it's bizarre to go like from being by yourself all day to all of a sudden talking all day in oh. front of 130 people. So that first day is hard work. It's so hard. And it sucks because it's all like, here's course outline. <laughs> hear all the rules and expectations like you just talk for like 40 minutes straight yeah it's brutal yeah and it's funny because we mentioned this last week but like it's a complete reset mm-hmm. like it's not like sure we're coming back from vacation or whatever but it's not like coming back from a two-week holiday and just pick or like and picking up again or whatever like it is a complete 100 percent reset yeah new kids you might be in a new classroom new courses new admin like there's a whole bunch of things that are different and all of a sudden you're just like oh god and i find that even like, I could be teaching, I am teaching the exact same stuff as last year, but I know already some of the stuff I did last year will not work with these new kids. So it's not even like I'm just reusing the same stuff. You yeah. have to constantly change. And that's the exhausting part is like the search for new materials and creating things and putting them together. And trying them out and make sure they actually work. Yeah. And then realizing, oh, that did not work. And so now I'm three days behind because that didn't work. And I got to figure out how to get this thing done. And yeah. yeah. It's like, it's a, it's a wild job. Man. Teaching's the best. You should all do it. Don't do it. Uh, <laughs> I love it though. I know. Me too. It's great. It's super fun. My kids are so nice. They really seem like it. They are. I got this. I asked my kids to do this kind of survey because I tell them quite a bit about myself. And, um... Then I get them to do some writing for me. And at the end of the writing, I get them to, like, fill a little questionnaire about themselves. Who are you? What do you do? Like, what are you interested in? Not what do you do. What are you interested in? Are you in extracurriculars, hobbies? What are your goals, etc.? And then I always get them to ask me questions. Because I feel like students need to, especially on the first day, be under the impression that they have a voice in your classroom. Yes. Because that's really important to me. And especially at the school that I'm at. And the questions that they asked were incredibly insightful. And I think I sent one to you. And it was this student asking, or like giving me a heads up that he he's going to be very eager. Because that's who he is. And he said, as much as I want to make my own goals, he the student, happen. I hope that you grow and have a good semester too, teacher. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, what? That's crazy. You're thinking of me as A, a human, and B, of someone of, like, professional growth? Yeah. Like, that's unheard of. Yeah, <laughs> Both that's Both of those things are unheard of. Yeah, that's a very strange thing, especially from, like, a student, a teenager. Yeah, grade 11, um, 16. Yeah. That's funny that you say that, too, because, like, um... You're like, I like to give a lot of information about myself. Like, I don't tell my kids anything. I don't tell anybody anything about myself unless they ask directly. And yeah. then usually I just don't answer the question. Um, but like, I think it's because of, like, what I look like. Because I look so much like them. Maybe. So I need to, like, set myself apart a little bit. So I give them details of, like, oh, I graduated university six years ago. Yeah. And, you know, like, so that they know that I'm, like, a step away from them. Right. That's we had the a, we had like ID pictures today for our like staff ID cards. Um, and the the picture lady, she was like, when I walked in, she's like, "What grade are you in?" I was like, "No, aren't you sweet?" I was like, "I'm a teacher," <laughs> but I was wearing like a hoodie and you know whatever. That's not the first time. Last year I got yelled at during exam break because I was in I the atrium. That. Um, but Megan, you're nine feet tall. <laughs> 
And I'm 34. How could you be a student? You're double the student's age. I know. It was. It made me laugh. Um, and one of my colleagues yesterday thought I was, like, in my late 20s. And I was like, no, oh, you're so nice. And I was like, nope, 34. <laughs> like, I don't really care one way or the other. But, yeah, I don't tell my kids anything about me. And I just sort of, and I always, and I don't tell my colleagues anything about me either. There's, like, very select few people that I work with who know anything about my life outside of work. And so, like, I'll say something, like, oh, yeah, we, whatever. And then like, they always want to know, but no one ever Who's asks the, the question. Yeah. Like, today, I was like, yeah, I'm going home. One of, the, one of the guys that works across the hall from me was like, what are you doing this weekend? I said, oh, tonight I'm going home. A friend's coming over for dinner. And he was like, ooh, a friend? I was like, yeah, a friend. <laughs> She's married to a doctor. <laughs> it's just like, and even if, like, I'm sorry, I don't know. Like, no, it's not a thing. We've never talked about it. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it's off the table, though. <laughs> but, like, it's just a really strange, like, assumption to make. I don't know. It's yeah. very bizarre. Um, but every once in a while, like, I'll say something, and, and I can hear my kids sort of, like, talking, you know, and, like, they want to know the answer to the question that they're not asking, but I'm like, if you don't ask the question, I'm not going to tell you anything. That's why I like them to ask questions, because yeah. sometimes they're so afraid. But the majority of the questions I got were so, like, introspective and deep. They were, you know, how do I make the most out of my high school experience? How do I get through high school and end up where I want to be? How do I work through all the hard work, even though I know it sucks along? Like, they were just very serious. And I said, if you ask me a serious question, I'll give you the serious time that it deserves. So, Yesterday, um, we were talking about, in my grade 10 social class, about um, musicians and bands and stuff, and, like, why it's easier to name um, American or, like, international artists than it is to name Canadian artists. Because, like, mm-hmm. and even people, people didn't know that, like, in my class, they didn't know that Drake was Canadian. Come like, on, that's I like, bullshit. I was like, this is Jimmy Graham from Degrassi. Like, come on, guys. But that's bullshit. Um, anyway, and so one of the girls, she like said somebody, and I don't remember who it is now, and I was like, that's not even a name, that's just a sound. And then I was thinking of like, that scene in Easy A, where her parents were just like, saying all those words. But like, really, I was like, that's just sounds. I don't know. And she was like, she just gave me all this attitude. I was like, honestly, guys, I don't know half of what you're saying, because I've been listening exclusively to Celine Dion for like 10 days. And Music ended after the year 2000. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty much, yeah. And then this girl, this 15-year-old girl, she was like, maybe you should listen to better music. And then I uh, was like, maybe we should have this conversation in the hallway. How dare you insult Celine Dion? Um, yeah, she's a treasure. Her pipes could crush you with their <laughs> sonic waves. Um, anyway. Like so, that dude from X-Men First Class. <laughs> so 15 years old. 15 years old. Got a little Regina George in my class. Uh, oh, fun. Yeah. That's okay. It'll be fine. It's all good. Kids are kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At That's... the end of the at the end of it all, like they bug me, but at the end of it all, like I'm the adult in the situation, and I so I'm like, know, oh, okay, it fine. It sucks. It really does. <laughs> I can't like be as petty as I want to be sometimes. I know. But also, like I'm the adult, and I have to remember that like I can't let them bother me. I accidentally spelt a kid's name wrong on this like group work seating plan I had on the board. It was just like in Google Sheets or whatever, and. His name was Isaac, and I accidentally put I S S A A C, which or no I S S A C. I know a kid whose name is spelled Isaac. It's spelled that way. It's there's your excuse. Dumb. It is dumb, but it's there's your dumb. excuse. But he like first day he was like the loudmouth in the crew, mm. and I had switched. I had accidentally spelled another one wrong, but it was like a very very cult deep culture name where I was like there was a few H's in places and I accidentally put one one letter before. 
So I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, next time I'll get it. But to Isaac, he was like, but you didn't spell mine right. And I was like, yeah, that was on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, oh, okay. Oh, that's and, and, and then he knew, right? He absolutely yeah. knew. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. Do you do seating plans with your kids right off the hop? Yeah. Because especially it lets me figure out who they are. Because I hate not knowing their names. And because I have five classes, like, right. of 35, it's impossible. It just lets me do it faster. And I switch them up all the time. I know people only use them as, like, discipline tools. But for me, it's, like, a strictly organizational tool. Yeah, I don't like to do seating plans. It's too much work. But, like, I have them made up now for all my classes. Now that I've met my kids, I have one ready to go for when I need to. When it needs to be when done. When it needs to be done. Yeah. Yeah. And it's easy. That's why I think it's almost like a preventative measure to do yeah. it from the start. But... Yeah, it's bizarre. Um, today we were watching Braveheart in Social 20 mm-hmm. for, like, the nationalism thing. Because it's already day six, and, like, what? That's insane. Um, and they were talking, and I turned... I just pushed pause on the on the movie, and I was like, listen, here's how this is going to go. You're either going to be quiet and watch this, or we're going to do notes every day for the rest of the semester. 50 to 55 minutes of notes, and then a writing assignment. Every single day. You decide. <laughs> and it was, like, pin drop silent. I just, oh, that bothers me so much when people talk during movies and films, except with them, with my friend Davis, and that's what we do together is we pick a bad movie to watch, or like a movie where we're not sure if it's good or bad, Yeah, and then we like talk over it. And that's fine. Happening. But that's just me and him. We don't do that at a goddamn theater. Yeah, no, and that's like, but in class, and I sent you a thing today, and I was like, why can't they be quiet? And it wasn't because they were talking. It was just like, the noise that kids make when they are being quiet is so, so loud. <laughs> It's crazy how loud children are. I and they know. don't understand how to be quiet. I know. And I don't understand and how I they don't understand. And I pride myself on being, like, the quietest person that ever goddamn lived. Ever. Like, there's nothing about me that's quiet. But I can be quiet when I need to be. Yeah. So one of my favorite things to do is when someone's doing a presentation or whatever, I'll go sit in their desk. Um, and if they're one of the people that always makes noise and is, like, rustling papers and stuff, I will do that while they're presenting as a distraction. And they get really mad most of the time. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, now you know how it feels. Um, <laughs> Such an eye for an eye. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. But it works. I, my, I feel like my personality lends itself to that, and I can get away with it. So you mean during presentations, I'm always just like, no, you're doing so great. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Just look at your nut. Like, I just, oh, yeah. that secondhand embarrassment just fucking kills me. I, I one time during a kid's presentation, got up and left the classroom. Because he used to get up and leave when I would be talking, and then I came back in, and he was just gobsmacked. And I was like, are we good now? You're never going to do that again, are you? And he's like, no, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's wild. That was, like, before... That was before people, like, did mic drops, but that's really what that situation was. Because, <laughs> like, it was kind of amazing. This is the original mic drop? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. It's pretty great. That is pretty great. Yeah. And then today, there was a kid who I taught last year. I don't teach him this year, but he sought me out yesterday to remind me that the New England Patriots were going to go 19-0 and and win the Super Bowl. Um, that's okay, because we had conversations last year about, like, the Packers and the Patriots. It's fine. It's all good. But didn't... But they lost. They lose? Yeah, they sure did. So I went to his, his class in period four, because that's when I had my prep, and I sat in his desk, <laughs> and I just waited, because one of my friends is his teacher in my class, and I just sat there, and he walked in, and he was like... 
and I'm really <laughs> mad at myself because I have a Kansas City Chiefs t-shirt here at home that I didn't wear and it really should have because oh. how amazing would that have been and I also have one of their like rally towels I really didn't plan this out very well no um but like that's amazing it was great and then when I got up and left and he's like oh they're still gonna win the Super Bowl and I was like mm, they're 0-1 and I was like just enjoy that for a while they're 0-1 and just walked away oh yeah that's real good it was awesome and then after school, his teacher came to my classroom, and she was like, he was so quiet for the rest of the day. <laughs> She's like, I think you really shamed him. I was like, good, he deserves it. Really nice kid. Thinks that he's my favorite student. He is not. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> I have a student who I've never taught that just, like, comes and talks to me all the time. Cool. It's not that cool. Oh, well, maybe, maybe, maybe they think you're also a student, and they're no. just like, we friend. He likes to come and, like... Ask me what my contract status is. Oh. It's real bizarre. But he's there's something a little there's bit something, off. There's something, yeah. Yeah. I think there's always one of those. I just try not to make eye contact because I'm like, I don't have time to do this right now. Yeah. I need to go. When he's in yeah. the hallway, I'm just like, uh-huh. Oh, I see another student. Oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we love our jobs. Yeah, we do. It's really great. Um, really ask us again in November how we're feeling about things, but... Uh, I think by then it'll be better because at least we'll be on to like interesting stuff and like a routine. Yeah, which is better than this because this is and like know our kids because kids are still in the like in summer mode too. Yeah, and that's hard. That's really hard work. Um, do you want to move on? Yeah, we can move on. Um, so we didn't really make any plans whatsoever for this. Like it just. But says, this is what happens when we're working. It's true, but it's very hard. Our, our schedule always just says like thematic things. thematic things. So that was the first one, and then I was like, while I was making dinner, I was like, hey, let's talk about Outlander for a second. Yes, because um, it starts on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure. I feel like we can agree that book three is like the best. The best of the first four. I don't. Is it the best of the, the whole series? I haven't read past five, so... It's definitely the best of the first four. Um, Drums of Autumn, which is the fourth one, has my favorite scene. Which is? When Roger and Brianna are, like, still in, like, the modern times, like, in whatever. And he, like, realizes just how hot she is. And she, like, comes out of the shower and she's wrapped in a towel. I love the description of, like, her hair. I love it. Everything about it. It's so good. It's beautiful. Um... And, like, her footprints on the carpet. Like, just everything is so good. It's, yeah, it's real good. (laughs) But I really like book three. Like, a lot. There's parts that I don't like, but, like, there's, I really like it an awful lot. I'm really holding back. Say it. Do it. (laughs) And it's not just the sex that's good. No, the sex is really good, though. No, it's a good, it's good, though, because you start to learn more about, like, Jamie's life. without Claire around which is interesting because the first two books are all are from her perspective and so you don't get that background of his and the only information you get about him is him telling it to Claire that's why really we were talking about this before like when we think certain certain things things happen and I just really want them to spend a lot of time at least an episode on on his history yeah because there's lots of it. There's so... And it's so... Like, it introduces a lot of really crucial characters for later on, too. Mm-hmm. And I really want to see those dynamics and, like, a good, solid episode. Of, yeah. Like, playing chess with a certain somebody. Oh, yes. Oh! Yes. Yes. That would be that good. That would be yeah. great. Um, so we're just, like... Hoping. We're, like... Yeah, vibrating. Counting. We're just counting. It's funny, because I saw the trailer yesterday um, for it, and there's this scene that involves, like... Claire coming back to Jamie after 20 years apart, essentially. 
and she finds him. Spoilers, I guess? I don't know. I don't care. The books are so old, it doesn't matter yeah. anymore. Um, the statute of limitations has well run out. Um, and she, like, finds him in this print shop that he runs in Edinburgh. And, like, she, when she opens the door, the bell above the door rings. And so the end of this trailer was just, like, the bell dinging and the door just cracking a little tiny bit. And I was just like, oh, my God! And I'm so excited. <laughs> Because it also has a really great scene other than the sex that's in that, because that's great too. But with like the pictures and stuff, just tears, just sobbing. I know. So good. I'm I'm so excited. And it really, I was thinking about this the other day, because it really bugs me how there seems to be a criticism of books like Outlander, which is really hard to define what genre that book is. And the series that it kind of fits into. Because it's so all over the place. But it really bugs me when people criticize books like that. Because of the romance or the sex aspect in it. Mm-hmm. As as if because that's in it, it devalues the text itself. But yeah. my argument is like, do you know the amount of character development that went into these two characters and the tension and what we followed through to For get... For me to cry my fucking eyes out To get this emotional point. response. Yeah. And yet you can just watch Tyrion F some prostitutes on Game of Thrones and that's fine. Or like Jon Snow fuck his aunt. Spoilers. And that's like <laughs> the height of critical yeah. art. Yeah. Like, give me a break. Fair point. It's so, such a double standard. So... My dad bought me the first Outlander book in 2003. Mm -hmm. I I went on a trip with my friend Lisa, and we took the train to Halifax and back. And he found this on, like, a bargain table at the bookstore at Bonnie Dune Mall Mm -hmm. and picked it up at lunchtime, like, that day. And then when we went to the train station, he, like, brought it, and he was like, here, you know? And it mo- the back the blurb on the back mostly reads like historical fiction. Yeah. There's like the time travel aspect of it, which makes it kind of a little bit of sci-fi because time travel and stuff. But the time travel is just a yeah. small piece. It's more of like a plot device. Yes, yes. Than it is sci-fi. Yeah, or fantasy or whatever. Because yeah. like she's living in it's a not real high place. Fantasy. She's not in fucking yeah. Middle Earth or wherever Game of Thrones is or yeah. like you know it's nothing like that. But I read the first book on the train mm-hmm. in, like, seven hours. Mm-hmm. And it's a big book. Yeah, it is. And it took me seven hours to read it, and I was like, I want more. And then when I came home, and I discovered that there was already three more. And I was like, yes! And so that summer, I read the other three. And by that summer, I mean, like, the week after I came back yeah. from my trip. I read the other three. And then I had to wait for the fifth one. Oh, God, it sucked. It sucks waiting. And then it turned it's turned into because like there's a ninth one coming out now and it's turned into waiting every fucking four years for another book. I get it though, because the author, Diana Cabaldin, she like she's a marine biologist by trade and she's mm-hmm. got a PhD and she just like decided to write a novel and to see if she could do it. And Boy did she And Outlander is what she came up with and what a world she built. It's so good. I know. It's astounding. I love everything about it. There's like that's a lie. There are parts of like especially the third book that I don't love. Uh, yeah, I like I haven't seen read the later ones obviously, but I really hope she moves away from rape as a divisive I conflict. I believe she did, yes. And character yeah. development because that really sucked for the first four books. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of it actually. 
more than there needed to be for sure, for sure. Yeah. And like I mean, and as much as it, it would have based happened, in horror, yes. historical fiction, but it's still like it's fiction. You yeah. don't have to yeah. do this if you don't want to. Yeah, you're the writer. Unless the you're like if you're making if you're fictionalizing like a real person, then that's and their life. That's t- obviously yeah. that's different. Yeah. But most of fair. it is that's fiction. Fair. But yeah, so I'm very excited to see what happens. Oh, I so know. And, like, it's so well cast. And so it's funny, because Riva and I had talked about this, because she's read all the books, too, and I think she loves the later books more than I do, definitely. Like, she really likes them, and I'm like, Does eh. she really like Roger and Bree, though? She really likes young Ian. Oh, I love young Ian! Yeah, and as he gets older, she likes him more, he's because so he's... so dumb in the other ones. <laughs> he really he's so dumb. That sounds like a familiar theme for us. <laughs> Anyway. I'm shaking my head. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> anyway. But, uh, so, we, her and I were talking about this, about how, like, I would love to see it on screen. This is before they had announced the TV show or whatever. Yeah. I was like, but how do you do it? It's like, it has to be at least a miniseries. Like, you can't make a movie out of this book. No. Because you would miss so, 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 so much. And so I was really glad when they announced that they made a TV series out of it. Because I was like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Like, that will do it. And, I mean, they still missed parts. And pulled some stuff out and, like... Stuff that I thought should have been in there. Yeah. Like, the bit with Jamie's hand. Like, that's a fairly significant... Yeah. And then, like, Claire, like, painstakingly tries to put it back together, and she's, like, so sorry, and he's just, like, so happy that he has both his hands. Because, like, he thought that she would have just had to cut it off or whatever, and I really wish that had been in there. Um, And, I mean, obviously, like, for time and continuity, they have to cut some stuff out, and I get it, but it's sort of, like... But if it had been just a movie, it would have been so disappointing. Oh, it would have been terrible. Like, I don't even know what... No. What possible arc it would have been for no. any of them? No. So it's, it wouldn't have made it, it would have been nonsensical. It's super good. The first two seasons are on Netflix, so you should watch them. Watch season one. Yeah. Skip the last half of season two. Yeah, it's kind of garbage. Yeah. But that's also the book is kind of garbage because book two is kind of garbage. Not the best, yeah. Which is unfortunate. It had a lot. It had so much potential. Yeah. Book three is really good. Ah, oh, it's so good. And four is really good. Yeah. I'm really excited because they filmed the ocean stuff in South Africa, and that's yeah. going to be beautiful on yeah. screen. It will be. Oh. I can't wait. Did they cast Young Ian? Uh, maybe. They must have. They had to have. I don't know. Did don't they know. cast Old Fergus? I can't. Yeah, I think so. Maybe? Possibly. Young Fergus was so sweet. He really was. And perfect. Um, yeah, so it should be... I'm excited. It'll be good. Oh, my God. What? Fergus's wedding when Jamie gives him... The last name, yeah, Dears. Oh, just every time I know. So here's my Claudel. here's my time traveling question. His name is Claudel. <laughs> here's my time traveling question. Mm-hmm. This is always my question, and this is my same question for Interstellar. It's just the same thing. So, here's the premise of this book, the first one. Claire is a nurse, and yeah. it's 1945 or 46. It doesn't really matter, but it's after the Second World War. So, I think 46. And she's on guess. essentially on a honeymoon with her husband. Um, Even though they got married. They got married, like, before the war? Five. Or five or six years. Yeah, like, this is their their honeymoon. Yeah. Because the war kind of got in the way. And she was a nurse, and so... He was a soldier. And he's a soldier, and so they were apart. Mm -hmm. And so they're on this honeymoon in Scotland, and she goes exploring Mm -hmm. um, up by Inverness, and she, like, touches these standing stones and falls through time. Mm -hmm. That's what happens. Like, it's very, very whatever. Simple. And then she comes back... She comes back through the stones later on, and there's some issues with her husband, obviously, because she's gone and she's pregnant, and it's very complicated. Um, and then in the story, like, they raise their daughter, who's not 
her husband's daughter, it's Jamie's daughter and whatever. But here's my question, and I don't know how the series is going to end, so that might answer my question. But she goes back in time, and then 20 years later in book three, like, she goes back will and she finds Jamie. So, yeah, will she ever be born? Because if she's, like, living in the past, then the future's still going to happen. And so when she was born in 1918, is Claire going to be born? And then, yeah. like, do the thing again. So that's always just happening. But it's not a constant loop. It's just her life's loop. Yes. So everything else moves on mm-hmm. for everyone else, but that was always what her singular path was. Because it's interesting because they always talk about family trees because then there's Roger and he's like... Yeah, right? his family trees are His family trees super complicated and it's really interesting too. Like, yeah. Because isn't his father like from back in Jamie's time and his mother's Gaelic Duncan? Isn't that how it works? I can't remember. It doesn't no, matter. No, he's descendant he's of descended Gaelic's son. Yes, of Gaelic's son who was born... It's in very that time. Com- but Gilles yes. is like is from the future. From Claire's time. Yeah. It's very complicated. Yeah. But I've always wondered, like, when nineteen eighteen rolls around again, does she is she born again and then like gets to nineteen forty six? I think and assuming back. that she doesn't accidentally kill her ancestor in any way. Right. And also her descendant. What? <laughs> I don't know. It's right? But yeah, I guess if she doesn't Yeah. Yeah. It's a very weird question. It's just like an interstellar. Spoilers? I don't know. Is Matthew McConaughey always doing all of the things? Well, that's different because he's in that, like, seventh dimension. Fifth. I guessed, and I was close enough. Yeah, but... But that's different because that transcends time and space. It does, but does that mean that there's always an iteration of of Cooper doing those things? I think in that scenario, yes. But she's she's just on her own singular timeline. Yeah. She's not affecting multiple timelines doing multiple things. But what about Brianna and Roger? Because they go back and forth. Because they go back and forth. Yeah. That's weird. I mean, we're talking about time travel in a book, but still, it's a bizarre, like... I stopped reading when they have to send her... Is it the daughter with a heart problem? Yes, I think Back so. to the future. Yeah. And then one of the kids gets kidnapped mm-hmm. by the other dude in Scotland. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, because mm-hmm. I stopped reading. Do they ever go back? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, like... Yeah, because they're both born in the future. Because yeah. they're they're watching the moon landing, mm-hmm. right? Like in in the fourth book, they're, they're yeah, together watching the moon landing. And then, with um, what's his name? Yeah, I can't remember. And they've cast him. I can't remember who the he is. Doctor. The doctor. I can't remember his name. Um, but yeah, so like they're there, and then they go back. Yeah, I know. It's bothering me. I gotta look at okay, my notes. Um, and so I've just always wondered um how that works, and I feel like this is a fabulous way for us to segue into what you want to talk about. What do I want to talk about? Because you finished Timeless, which not Timelines. It's not Timelines. <laughs> we didn't know what I it was, was called. pretty close. You were pretty close. Um, yeah, it was really fun. I, oh, it's Joe. Right. I didn't even, I got to here and I was like, I remember right. it's Joe. Yeah. Um, uh, it was really fun. It's very interesting though, because it's kind of the same thing with that. Like what, because they go back in time because some domestic terrorist is trying to have a certain effect onto the past and they don't know exactly what he's trying to do and it turns out he's found out spoilers for timeless i guess sorry um that there's this like sort of illuminati level secret conspiracy of like high level people who like people like edison people who are like ford um What's the name who flew the plane across the ocean? Who had his son kidnapped? 
Lindbergh? Lindbergh was, like, all these famous people are of this secret organization. Okay. And this guy's trying to eliminate them because they killed his wife and child. Okay. So that's the question that they're trying to answer, too, is, like, if he changes this one thing, if, like, Lindbergh doesn't land, what impact does that have right. on everything else moving forward? Right, because in, in the case with, like, Outlander, like you said, she mm-hmm. lives her singular timeline. Yeah. And as long as her singular timeline doesn't alter what comes after her in that timeline it comes before her in that timeline. Exactly. It okay. shouldn't matter. Right. But in but this, this case, it's like huge right. world events that they're trying to fuck with and like people that they're physically killing. Right. So it's like pretty calm and there are major consequences of that that they come back to mm-hmm. but there's still this one thing that seems to be absolutely fixed that the one's wife is always dead in all of the futures. Mm. So there's this really interesting thing about like fate and chance and is she meant to be dead and like how that like really affects him that's like kind of inceptiony sort of in certain ways yeah, right like because they they go back in that dreamscape yeah um and then what's her face mall shows up mm-hmm. and like ruins everything all the time right and so like but it's that same kind of thing like if you die in the dream what happens to you yeah um in that weird and some of it is misinformation and like the conspiracy actively working against them and yada yada yada. It got a little bit too much full of that in the end where it was like at the end it was like aren't you guys like actually fighting for the same thing and like you're on the same side but you're like fighting it like it was just like the second last episode was quite weak plot wise but it still left you with enough to be like okay hypothetically thinking about these same types of issues that Outlander is bringing up what is the implication of all these events right and how they interconnect or and at the point one of the character asks like why do we care for preserving history this history fucking sucks like yeah. this was bad okay for a lot of people yeah why are we letting it remain bad so it's like it's it's got some deep deep stuff to it that's worth it i think so like if you go back and kill hitler because mm-hmm. that's always the question right it's always a question. do you go back and kill hitler what does it what does that change a lot but does it change anything i think it would yeah I, see i i don't i've, I've often had this thought because i remember had some a conversation with kids with kids a number of years ago about this and like if killing hitler is the solution and i'm like yeah i don't know if it is like i really don't know because i don't think, I think there's a lot of causal related factors mm-hmm. that go into it maybe um, stop the assassination of Franz Ferdinand and maybe that all figures itself out oh I'm pretty sure there still would have been a war you think so I, th- I think well they, yeah that I think it's not that th- one's a bit of a different powder yeah. keg than yeah. the other one they was, just right. needed something to fight about but why is it always Hitler and not Stalin that's exactly right like that's a very fair question yeah. what about Bismarck maybe Germany should never have unified yeah probably true um or like I don't know. Genghis Khan. The Mo- and just, like, stop the reign of the Mongols. Or, like, I don't yeah, know, stop the Spaniards great. from, like, bringing cholera and blankets over to the New World. Oh, God. Christopher Columbus? Yeah. Change that? What? We would not be sitting here today. No, we wouldn't. It'd be very different. We actually, like... Legit That would, would be a monumentally be. different yeah. world. Or had the Vikings, like, actually settled and yeah. spread. Claim something of... a little bit more... Yeah. Concrete. 
That'd be I very different. I feel too. like we may have just opened a wormhole that we should get into at some other time. Like fan I, fiction. No, no, so no. Let's write a novel, Megan. <laughs> and with what time? While you let's are, quit our jobs. <laughs> while you are at the football games and I am at some practice, um, uh, we will jot some things down, and then we will. I have a former student who like he's working on. Um, a master's degree in some kind of computing science that's dealing with like thought patterns and whether or not machines are thinking. Oh. So I feel like he could probably write us an algorithm that would like take all of our ramblings and turn it into something. I have a great idea. How for fascinating would that be? Our main character's name. Okay. Oh, good. <laughs> it's not happening. I think you know what it is. <laughs> I. <laughs> oh, I hate you so much. <laughs> It's real great. Uh-huh. So in this story, is he a human or a puppy dog? Well, it's high fantasy, so he's actually both. <laughs> I don't think I like that. <laughs> he's like Jenning Datum in Jupiter Ascending. It's <laughs> <laughs> a real deep cut. Um, I've, I've never seen that movie. <laughs> I've only seen about half of it. It's terrible. I couldn't. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't do it. And I have watched USS Indianapolis, and I couldn't watch Jupiter Ascending. Every time you say that, I always think that USS Indianapolis was made in, like, 89. No. No, it's so recent. It's so recent. And it blows. I'm just like, all right. That was last year. Yeah, it's so, so, so bad. Um, Wow. Yeah, that's. No, we're not doing that fan fiction. I disagree. Um, I don't have anything. I don't have anything that I'm garbage about, again, because, like, I just, whatever. But I did decide the other day that I want to be the, like, thing, the profile that pops up on Twitter when you search for Aaron Judge, like mm-hmm. I am for Taylor Hall. I got a lot of work to do. You do have a lot of work to do. Because I put his name in my bio now, so that, that helps, because Taylor Hall's name has been in my bio. But I've also mentioned Taylor Hall on my timeline, like... 10,000 times? No, probably not that many. Maybe, like, 5,000. I don't know. It's actually not as many as you would think it is. It's just that, like, people would retweet, and so, it, you know, whatever. Because mm-hmm. um, I've done the search before. I have, like, that search saved on my computer to show, and it <laughs> makes me laugh, really. Um, but the, well, there's lots of people on Twitter who have their, like, not their, like, their Twitter handle, but, like, their display name has, like, Aaron Judge's name in it. And so yeah. I have to, like, bypass all of those people. And then there's a guy whose Twitter handle is the Aaron Judge 99 so, like, if I could get... He, so, he's number two. If yeah. I could pass that, that would be, like, some epic work. Wow. So, that's my project. That's your professional development for the year. <laughs> uh, no, my professional <laughs> development for the year is writing. I have a plan. Oh. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's my that's my Twitter goal. It's to be number two on the search results for both Taylor Hall and Aaron Judge. Mm. Without changing my display name right. to read anything about Aaron Judge. Because I'm going to keep that salty about Chris Russell's contract in there until that contract is over. Is it still over. salty 4 by 4 ever? It sure is. See, that's the one thing I miss is, like, how much fun I had just with petty fake usernames. Yeah. That was real. Like, yeah. noted Taylor Hoffman is still my favorite That one. was a really good one. It was a really good one. Yeah. You'll come back to Twitter someday. I can see it. You already like. I'm tweeting from the podcast. I know you are. <laughs> I know. You might as well just like start it up again. No, I can't do it anymore. Um, I can't do it anymore. That's fair. I understand. But yeah, that's my that's my Twitter goal. It's a good one. I don't know how I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Just I just need people to retweet things that I say about Aaron Judge. That's all I need you to do. Yeah. Even if you don't like him, just retweet it anyway, please and thanks. <laughs> you could even like retweet it and then say bad things. I don't even care. It doesn't matter to me. <laughs> Tom, it's on you. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is our appeal. Uh, this yeah. is our appeal to you. Oh, that was the thing we were going to talk about. Oh, yeah. Tom had a question. So we'll lead off our questions with, with this question. Sure. And I'm not going to read it because it doesn't really matter, mm-hmm. um, the wording. He asked us uh, last week, and we missed it. So he wants us to talk about it this week, and I think we should. Um, Amy Schumer did a Netflix special, mm-hmm. and she got paid, I think, $11 million mm-hmm. for it. And then she's got another one coming up. And she asked for a raise of twenty, like up to twenty million dollars, I think, because that's what guys like Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock got paid for their specials. Mm-hmm. And my first reaction is like, well, if you were funnier, maybe they would pay you more money. Because I don't think she's funny at all, like at all. And I see ads on Comedy Network for her special, and I'm just like, I can't believe people paid money to see that. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I realize that part of stand-up comedy is like a taste thing, and like, yes, I get that. But I think objectively, she's very unfunny. Okay. So. I think the opposite. Okay. I'm personally not a fan of her. Is she a huge celebrity? Yes. Does the stuff that she makes make a shit ton of money? Yes. And when, when have women ever been given the opportunity to be paid equally without demanding it? Fair. That's so a fair I'm point. 100% on her side. Except 100%. that if her, the only thing, I guess, and I guess from, like, the money-making perspective, sure, but, like, if her stuff isn't making them as much money as Dave Chappelle, then why should she be paid as much as Dave Chappelle? Yeah, and that's Netflix choice. That's none right. of our fucking decision. Right. That's yeah. a business choice. But for Tom and other people to say she doesn't deserve that money because her comedy doesn't work for them, that I don't agree with. Since when is art ever a meritocracy? It's not. No. A lot of really good shit makes no money at all. That's true. That's very true. And so then there's crap not, that makes so much money. Yeah, and like Dave Chappelle's, I watched his two specials, and I was astonished how very transphobic it is. And it's offensive on purpose. It's not like there's a joke attached there. Like, there's, yeah. there's genuine ignorance and hatred in some of his stuff. And I think his show, like the Chappelle show, was fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. Oh but my even God. I was like, I don't know why you got two specials when I don't think there's enough material for one in here. Yeah. So that's my opinion. But, but I'm not going to say that he doesn't deserve to make a certain salary. Because that's that's not my... Well, and, he's also, but he, and he also has a fan base that is willing to pay the money to watch sure. it, right? And, and that's the thing. And I think, I think my thing with Amy Schumer is I feel like this is my, my, my issue with her. I don't think she's particularly funny. And it's not because she's a female comedian, because I think there are some who are just, like, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But I find that her delivery makes her sound like an idiot mm. all the time. I find that in stuff where she's, like, not doing her stand-up act, I think she's very funny in that yes, stuff. Yes, but I think her Her stand-up... persona on stand-up is very strange. Mm-hmm. Which With, like, is... Chelsea Handler's persona. I can't stand Chelsea See, Handler. I like... I think she's great. I can't stand her. Um, but I would never say, you don't deserve to make as no- as much money as Chris Rock. I would never say that. Yeah. <laughs> that is not... That's up to capitalism to decide. Yeah, it's But not for me to me. say you don't deserve it... No. That's not right. No. But I, I just think it's interesting. And I find, like, the Amy Schumer thing... Because, like, her movie Trainwreck was okay... It made nearly $200 million. The parts that she wasn't in were better than the parts that she was in. But she also wrote it. Yes. And I just, there's, and it's, I just, there's something about it. And I was like, okay. So I watched it because I like Bill Hader, like a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was super impressed by LeBron. 
He's great. He was so good in it. And, like, his Sprite commercial that he's doing right now is just A-plus. Like, it's <laughs> phenomenal. But, like, yeah, I found with, like, with the movie, like, the stuff that, the parts that she wasn't in, I was like, oh, yeah, I like this better. And I think I, you just don't like Amy Schumer. And I feel that way about the Mindy Project as well. Because the parts See, of the show that Mindy Kaling is not in, I'm like, yeah, I like this. And the parts of the show that she is in, I'm like, oh, go away. But for... Mindy, like, that's a clear, that's a character. Yes, because in other stuff, she's not like that. Like, yeah. Kelly on The Office, she's great. She's yeah. so great as Kelly on The Office. And there's been so much stuff on Mindy's, Mindy Kaling's Instagram right now that's, like, very much aware of, like, how terrible Mindy is a person. Like, yeah. last time of her, crazy, because they're, like, filming the end of the show now, yeah. and they're, like, kind of wrapping characters and pieces as they go along, and she's very, like, self-aware of yeah. How terrible oh, Mindy is. awful. She is. She's awful to a lot of people. But her interactions with Morgan are just the fucking best. They Every really time are. she, like, slaps Morgan down for being <laughs> over-aggressive and over-friendly, <laughs> God, it kills me. So, Tom, I, uh, I'm, I'm on your side for your right to say your thing, but I don't think there's a right to say someone doesn't deserve to earn what they in the free market yeah. Yeah. That's true. I mean, if you want to talk about people not deserving money, let's <laughs> I got a lot of names I could throw up, but I'm just not gonna, because it doesn't even matter anymore. But you know. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, questions? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, can we start with Larissa? Yeah, let's do it. Um, she asks, I want to get the right wording here. That's not Larissa, that's Malcolm. Um, all the things that should be in the Doomsday Vault instead of Seeds. So that mean we're taking the seeds out? I think so. Oof. I don't know. I or, like, disregard the seeds and... And put other things other in there? Things. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I don't know. That's a good question. So maybe let's talk about the purpose of the Doomsday Vault, then. Yeah. So when um, Donald Trump pushes that button <laughs> and... Uh, Kim Jong-un? Or, yeah. Or North Korea. Or whatever's going to happen. Or, like, I don't know, a plague of locusts. Like, what the hell is happening in the world right now? Like Or the fourth... A hurricane in a row to yeah. come through the Caribbean. Or the wildfires, or, like, I, I don't know. It really is doomsday time, it, isn't it? We should, this is maybe serious. There was serious. a thunderstorm here at 9 o'clock this morning. <laughs> <laughs> it was really warm this morning, though. Um, maybe that was part of it. Um, so the doomsday vault, the idea, obviously, is, like, you these know. These things should survive. These things should survive. Mm-hmm. Um, in case humanity can't, <laughs> ultimately. But then my question is. What's the point? Yeah. But I, I would really like to preserve art. Okay. Because. And literature. And literature, because not that it's apolitical, because obviously no art is apolitical, but that it, it has an enduring presence that should go beyond human. That's why you create art. Right. So. So like Van Gogh's Starry Night. I'd put that in the Doomsday Vault. Or the Mona Lisa. No, fuck Mona Lisa. I love it. It's a cool painting. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. I no, think it's, it's not. Me. I think it's me. I don't like it. Um, it's this goddamn painting. I know. And people take photos of it. Like, I can Google that photo on the internet. I know. I've been there. I've seen it. But here's my question. So, I was just thinking about art. So, if you look back at, like, um, like cave drawings, mm-hmm. right? And, like, preserved examples of cave drawings and stuff. And then you look at, like sort of early medieval art and how like bodies weren't really formed yeah right and then all of a sudden over time uh, i'm super fascinated by that development and how people perceived 
like the body as an object of art because like you have the the Greeks and the Romans with their sculptures yeah. that were just like you know anatomically correct and well designed like the Venus de Milo right or you know like David like you look at these sculptures and they're like people mm-hmm. but they're objects of art but then you look at these paintings and like it paintings took a are lo- bizarre. Yeah, yeah paintings are so strange because it took a long time for people to like start drawing and painting people realistically mm-hmm. and so it would be really fascinating to me so like you put the, this stuff in the doomsday vault but what if you didn't and like humanity's like more or less wiped out and then people come out of their bunkers and you know civilization begins so again. where would we start Oh, that's a good question. With that art. Like, where do we start with those Are things? you saying that we have no pre... Well, we'd have to have memory. You would have to have memory, but at some point in time, there's going to be people there's born that, into that so that yeah. don't have, that have those memory. memories. And, they and don't that's have, only a generation. Yeah. That's and, all you need. And, and they don't have the examples to look at. So, like, where do you start with art? I think it starts at scratch again. That'd be fascinating. Mm-hmm. I remember reading an Archie comic a long time ago, um, where they, like a long, long time ago, where they like lived under the ocean because the world had been so polluted, and then they came up after like a hundred years and it had like sort of restored itself. And I was like, that's kind of what this world needs right now, probably. It's like a good old Ocean's reset. Ocean's not doing too well. Well, though. it's not, but it was just that was their, you know, the their humanity had gone under underwater because the ocean's so big, yeah. and then. Um, but I've of, I've often wondered that after having seen like the progression of this art from like you know, yeah. early medieval times to now, how do you, like, where would you start again without any exposure to... And that disconnect is really interesting. I was just reading an article. I really like the website Atlas Obscura. Have you heard of it? Yeah. It's really cool. I think it's a better version of Mental Floss because I found that Mental Floss is, in the last two years, has become very... Buzzfeedy. Well, that and also, like, editorialized where I'm just like... This used to be about, like, facts and knowledge, and there's no citation on this. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a claim that has no... And Mm -hmm. if I, as a reader who didn't really have a ton of information about that, can pinpoint when that is happening. But Atlas Obscure is very, like, objective. I really like that. But they had this interesting article about these two dueling anatomists and how they were trying to depict the human body. And one had constructed, like, articulated skeletons... And the other had done, um, displayed things in, like, jars. Okay. And they, like, fought about whose was, like, the truest representation of what the body is at. Like, it was really neat. And they were contemporaries, too. Right. So it was kind of, like... Even even something like that as to understanding the function of the human body... Yeah. They disagreed about... Which is a very, like, scientific process. That's not even art, but they were arguing about the art of it. That isn't... Well, because, yeah, like, if you're looking at the real representation, like, if you have the real body parts... And that's what the one was trying to do. He was just, like, he was just showing exact... Like, if he did a cross-section, this would touch this, and it would go there. Yeah. And the other person was like, but that takes the... Yeah. Like, the magic out of it. Yeah. Which is so interesting, That is very interesting. Wow. Yeah, it was neat. So, art, literature. Oh, yeah, that's what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, what else do we put in there? Mm. No religious texts. No religious texts. No. Sorry? No, not sorry. Maybe the song Imagine by John Lennon. No, because then there'd be, a, like, <laughs> um, Imagine No Religion, and then people yeah. are like, what's religion? And I'm then it'd <laughs> be terrible. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, what's a very... Tame 
like a song and all that's coming to mind is baby beluga by rafi yes <laughs> yes i love it put that in the vault that'd be so good um yeah i don't know but i mean i also think seeds because like food and stuff yeah probably that'd be super important. important um but like fuck avocado <laughs> oh god yeah just leave that shit behind nobody needs it like no and water chestnuts <laughs> Go to hell, water chestnuts. Uh, we got some feelings about some food here, apparently. It's cool. Cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. We um, Yeah, I'm sorry, Larissa. This is probably not as well thought out, thought out as you wanted it to be. But, like, honestly, yeah, I think, like, art and literature and, like... But, like, let's leave, like, political rhetoric out of it. Yeah, but then, again... But like, then how do you decide? How do you decide, like, what literature goes in? Because art isn't apolitical. But, like... Apparently. But what, what, what do you decide... What if you put in? Because you know what the world could do without like Anna Karenina. No, she's Jane Austen. You just the world could do without Jane Austen. Put Bronte sisters in there. And it could oh. also do without Harry what Potter. What if like the only thing you put in there was like Fifty Shades of Grey? No, a Stephen King horror short story collection. Or like Pet Cemetery. And just like, pet cemetery and like how fucked the people would oh like god. that became their religious text or Dreamcatcher. have you read Dreamcatcher <laughs> by Stephen king oh my god that book that is terrifying so scary too oh that would it made be me terrified of toilets for like the rest of my life essentially okay so in terms of film then i think the blair witch project should go in no just for, no but for that same reason right like not not because it's like a cultural touchstone but like can you imagine people like coming out of the nuclear winter and like yeah or that's like all they're allowed to watch during the nuclear winter that'd be even worse or like the village every other book. oh no <laughs> not the village uh. what's like a perfect film that you would want in just something to watch fast five. Oh, come something higher than that why come on no, something that to you is like the epitome of filmmaking the epitome of filmmaking. Yeah. If it's not the Shawshank Redemption, I don't know what it would be. Yeah, that's great. I fucking love that movie. Shawshank's pretty fucking great. It really is. The I I don't know that there's anything wrong with it, to no. be perfectly honest. Other than how sad it is with Yeah, but that's okay. I know. It's needed. Yeah. Yeah, I think I don't know if it's a perfect film. But it's pretty. It's damn pretty good. damn close. Yeah, it's pretty damn close. Yeah, yeah, that's a good answer. I super like Casablanca. I fucking love Casablanca. Really? I like it's the Maltese gorgeous. Falcon better. Really? Yeah. I really like Humphrey. Um, I would also make sure that the Wizard of Oz came nowhere close to that Disney vault. It's terrifying. It really. Those monkeys are so scary. So scary. And even Tin Man freaked me out. Really? Yeah. You like the line, yeah, the lines of Kate Scarecrow's gay. Tin Man's a little bit weird. Because Lion King, it, or the Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> the Lion, at least you like, is like Toto. Yeah. <laughs> the Lion, at least you can see the dude in it. Yes. But Tin Man. And the Man Scarecrow, too. Really because the Scarecrow me. moves like a person. And like he's you can, like. He's, yeah, he's, he's like. Little, but he's like. It's like a dancey yeah. floopy. But Tin Man fucked me up. And his weird up. nose thing? I, yeah, that's right? the, it's the nose. It's absolutely okay. the nose. I thought that was just me. That no, that was it's weird. a weird. Okay. And like the green face of the witch. And his face and. Yeah. The smoke. Like, it, yeah, that's yeah. scary, man. It is a little bit scary. Um. 
Okay, so no Wizard of Oz, still Casablanca. I think that's a fair choice. Shawshank would be a good one. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Any other? The Breakfast Club. Oh, fuck the Breakfast <laughs> Club. Ernest says it's a great film. Sucks. I hate that film. Interesting. Um, because that premise... Insane. Is insane. Yeah. Well, that, it's probably not. It's insane. No, I bet you it's not. I Megan, bet you think about our kids. I realize. One afternoon. One day. Saturday. It's Doesn't Saturday. Matter. Some of my kids, if I didn't force them to speak to each other, and sometimes when they're sitting and I force them to speak to each other, they don't say a goddamn word to right. each other. Right, enough. Okay. Fair. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, and even as adults, sometimes you're in a group with someone and you don't talk to them. Staff meetings. All the time. All the time. Okay, fair. Wouldn't happen. So, Larissa, I feel like that was not what you wanted. Um, but as with this podcast, that's what you get. Yeah, <laughs> it's garbage. <laughs> Just absolute trash. Sorry, guys. Um, do you have any other stuff? I have Brittany's FMK. Do you want it? <laughs> no, I don't like She wouldn't tell me what it was. I don't like it. Um, okay, whatever. It's It's pretty good. Hate your sister, by the way. <laughs> Bender the robot, Ned Flanders, yes, and Bob Belcher. Um. <laughs> wow. It's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> but you, Ned is packing. Ned is packing. Yeah. I hope you see that episode. I have seen that okay. episode, so that's His the answer for video. that one. Yeah, that's okay. it. That's the answer. That's the answer for sure. Because once, and then you'd have to kill him, because... Oh. Or never see him again, because insufferable. you couldn't do it. Insufferable. Um, I think at the end of it all, I think Bob's probably... The one you marry? The one that you marry. Yeah. And then Bender, you just turn him off. <laughs> you don't really have to kill him, just... So it's not a triple murder. It's we not. did We did triple murder Amanda's choices that one time, that is true, remember? Did we? Because it was like Luke Gazdick and other garbage hockey players, oh, and we were like, Amanda, get better hockey players. That's right. So we did triple murder them. That's right. But I did say that she's probably more of an expert on this podcast than we are, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably true. <laughs> I don't know. We probably repeated ourselves eight times today already. Um. So on that from Amanda, then, she's like, would an Ethan Bear jersey be an appropriate one to purchase? Stop picking players who probably won't make the team. That's my advice to you. But I support Ethan Barron, what he is and stands for, and I want him to be successful. I do too, but like, wait till he's actually on the team. Yeah, wait till he's on. I don't think he's going to make the team. I don't think he's going to be on the team either. So, like, he's, he's the quite answer is good. no. He's quite for right good. Imagine just had dry sidle jersey. Yeah, no kidding. Like, if like, you like, if you like, if you like dude. hockey players with beards, like, I don't know Get what you're on looking board. for. Holy shit. Ugh. Anyway, okay. Um, David asks favorite dance moves. Uh, the one where I don't dance. That's the favorite one. dance moves. Oh, I, when I read that the first time, I was like favorite dance movies, and I was like, oh fuck, do I know any dance? Bring it on. <laughs> oh my god, I love that movie so much. I've it's seen that movie so, so many times. Great. Because the the summer that I worked at the movie theater, that was the summer that it came out, mm-hmm. and I watched it before I actually saw it. Like in order, I saw like bits and pieces of it all summer long. Yeah. Oh god, it was so good. It's a really fun I movie. I love it. All the sequels are hot garbage, yeah. but it's so good. Great cast. It really is. Great cast. It really, really is. Do you, favorite dance moves. My husband and I are real great to have at a wedding. Because, like, we'll be on the dance floor pretty much all night. And he's much of a... He's more of, like, an interpretive dance. He, like, interprets the lyrics and shows you what they are. <laughs> 
with his body. Has he ever done that to um, Africa by Toto? Because I would pay money to see that. His, usually it's like, don't stop believing. Okay. So it's in that. It's in, it's in that You need to make that happen and get sure. it on the video. He has a, one time, where, where are we coming home from? I don't know. But I was driving and he was in charge of the music. Like in the town, in city. We're driving home from, I don't know, fuck where we were. Um. But his songs that he decided to play on the way home were Cotton Eyed Joe. Yes. Which is a fucking nightmare to listen to in a car. <laughs> like, I wanted to jump out my own window. Uh-huh. There was another one. I forget what it was. Oh, yeah. He played Macarena. And I was like, I'm driving. <laughs> Why are you doing? I got dance to this. <laughs> yeah. I don't really have a favorite dance move. It's just a whole experience, really. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, Clay asks, how did you let Jankowski score on you? And that's an Euler rookie question. Um, well, Clay, I don't know if you know this, but the Oilers have not really ever been very good with goalie prospects. But, like, they didn't score on me. I'm not the team. <laughs> no, we're literally sitting in my kitchen. We're not in Penticton right now. <laughs> they scored on a goalie. Mm-hmm. I'm not personifying myself as the team and the team is I. Um, oh god, me neither. Ugh, no. Like, I literally do not. Like, enough people already don't like me, I don't need them to, like, not like me more. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Andy wants to know, he says, I had a good question, then I forgot. Does that ever happen to you all the time? That's me every day. I ask my kids, okay, remind me last five minutes, we'll do that. And I forgot three times in a row today. Yeah. 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 Um, Tom has a really good question. When the nukes fly, you can only take five books into the bomb shelter with you. What books do you bring? Uh, Trinity by Leon Uris and Boy's Life by Robert McCammon mm-hmm. and To Kill a Mockingbird. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I don't know. I'm going to have to think for a couple minutes about that. So there's, those are my first three. I'd take Jane Eyre for sure. Are we in the same bomb shelter? Let's be in the same bomb shelter. Oh, good. So we can share books. Then I can read Jane Eyre too. Oh, <laughs> and yes. Um, I would take, God, this is hard, because I'm trying to think of things I really like. Can I take a collection, like an anthology of Agatha, Agatha Christie? Yes. Is that allowed? That's okay. Fun, yeah. I'll take like a, re- and also the complete Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> 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 so, that's my three, so far. Okay. Um, <laughs> I would take, I would want a, a collection of poetry of some kind. Ruby? Mm, no. No. I think maybe Seamus Heaney. Okay. Like his collected open ground from like the 30 years or whatever. I think I would take that. Yeah. Because he's one of my favorites. Um. I'd also like a nonfiction. Yeah. I was just, I was just thinking that. I think the one that I would take, honestly, would be Into the Wild. Yeah. Um. Or something, well, maybe not that, but something something by Krakauer, because I have all of the stuff that he's written, Krakauer's and it's right all there. phenomenal. Yeah. And I know there's, like, problems and whatever, but, like, Into the Wild is really good. His writing's phenomenal. Um, where Men Win Glory about Pat Tillman is just searing. Mm-hmm. Beyond the Banner of Heaven. Like, so good. So, so, so good. And they read, like, fiction. Because mm-hmm. he's such a good writer. So something like that. Those are my five. Yeah. I've read, I'm trying to think, really great nonfiction. I'd want, like, a history book, I think. Yeah. I'm just not quite sure what it would be. Like, I've read Rise and Fall of the Third Reich. It's long. Like, yeah, I'm thinking it would, it would long keep you, It would books, keep you busy for right? a while. Yeah, I have that one, too. Yeah, it would keep you busy for a while. 
Because um, it's like, what, 1,200 pages or yeah. something stupid like but that? But it's like actually, it's yeah. like a, it takes a long time and it's very dry, but it's a very yeah. interesting read. Yeah. You know what, I'd probably take Anne Frank's diary. Yeah? Yeah. Not a lot of laughing in that bomb shelter. <laughs> this is what, is what that's. This is what oh says. shit! Yeah. Well, the Sherlock and the Agatha Christie are quite lighter. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because um, I'm thinking like my three. Because well, I'm thinking like with the nonfiction Rise and the Fall, you need like you need yeah. the effect of that too. So yeah. I feel like there's got to be, especially if we're in a bunker and we come out and there's like no other art. Yeah. I don't want to be like, here's the how-to guide of how to make a dictatorship, <laughs> 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 and not have a human yeah. story to complement it true. or something. That's very true. Um. Five books. Ah, oh, Tom, you're a monster. Um, and then Caleb asks, this is a good question, um, how do you juggle work and family? And we were laughing about this before. I was like, I don't, because I don't have a family other than my parents, and I just ignore them. So We 100% don't. <sighs> my joke was, I juggle them by leaving them all on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> they, don't, they don't move. They don't interact with each other. I do an annual... Instagram post that's essentially I'm sorry because I'm gonna be a shitty friend for the next ten months. And she lies. Not it's not. It's not that. as. It's not as true as she thinks it is. But like I don't. But I feel it. Because yeah. there's I a lot struggle. of times I get texts and I'm just like I can't. Yeah. I can't read this thing that you're sending to me. I don't have time to. I'll just be like, Hey, how are you? Haha, ha, that's funny. And then there's like I. I can't engage any deeper yeah. with that a lot of the time, and it sucks. It's I super feel, sucks. and I, I think it's easier too. Yeah. Like I have more time than you have time. I also don't sleep as much. Like, I don't go to bed until, like, midnight or 1 o'clock or one thirty, and Yeah. Then I roll out of bed. And I'm like, Shockingly, oh, this year, like, last year, I did not sleep the night before school started. But I got, like, a very strange set of information and conversations about a certain student that was entering my class that I was, like, quite anxious about, and it turned out to be fine for me. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, this year I was fine. I went to bed like eleven thirty. Woke up at six. That's rare for me for yeah. a startup day. Yeah, no Usually I'm quite nervous and anxious. Yeah, maybe I'm finally hit that like a little bit more comfort. Maybe. Um, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the juggling work and, and family and stuff. Like I don't know. I texted my mom last night and I was like, oh, I'm really sorry that I've been incommunicado. I was like, we've just been really busy at work. Well, and that's why over the summer, like, I super, super try to, like, really, if I can't be with a person, I'll try to, like, really be involved in, like, asking how their life is mm-hmm. and, like, get really interested in the things that they're interested in. Um, and when I went to dinner and movie with my friend Delissa, she was like, you are, like, really, like, you try, you put a lot of effort into your friendships. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. You're a way better friend than I am. I'm just garbage with people. But I don't know. I don't... I don't have anything to weigh... Like, I don't know what being a good friend is. Like, I'm only me. Yeah. You know? Well, and it's funny, like, because I know, like, my friend Reba, we see each other um, during the school year, because she's a teacher as well, and we see each other on Mondays at choir and on Wednesdays at trivia, and so, like, I don't have to work... To try with her. To try with her, because I see her twice a week. And then my friends that I play trivia with, I see them once a week, like, very regularly, and so, like, we don't have to work at it because oh, we have the plan I see. and right? i don't have that yeah a lot of my friends are elsewhere right okay and so yeah like my friends that are here and then like my what my buddy dan at work we i i didn't talk to him today which is like i think the first school day in a year that yeah. i haven't actually spoken to him face to face 
Um, and I realized that as I was driving home, I was like, oh, I didn't see Dan today. Like, it was just very, you know, yeah. but like, we make a point of that, like at work and stuff. And so it's maybe not, maybe I'm not a terrible friend. I don't know. I feel like it sometimes though. No, I feel that. Um, well, it's hard to, especially when like, you, yeah, you don't have that FaceTime yeah. every day. And also when someone's not a teacher and it, like, this isn't a, a knock on people who aren't teachers, but when they're not a teacher, like it's hard sometimes, sometimes I just want to spend time with a person but I don't really have a lot of time to talk to a person, but it would just be nice, like, to spend some time. I might have to do some marketing or whatever, but that's hard for people to understand if they're not in that same situation. Yeah. Right, and so... And to... Yeah. It's... I think it's easier because I I do have quite a few friends who, A, are teachers, or B, have some sort of, like, shift work that they do. Um... So they'll be up super later just starting, and then I'm going to sleep, and we'll chat for, like, a half an yeah. hour. Yeah. Yeah, like, the last, like, three or four mornings have been, yeah, like, in, in contact and with people. And it's, like, people, like late early in the morning, early morning. Like, 5.30 in the morning. And that's when you've got, like, yeah. brain space. Because yeah, you're not sucks. actively doing something. Which super sucks. Yeah. But, again, it's that just, like, little bit of connection, yeah. and that's yeah. that's what you want. But, yeah, it's hard. Um, And I... And it's funny, too, because, like, the guys that I work with, um, they're all... All of them, or most of them are married anyway, um, who teach social with me. And they were talking about, like, you know, spending time with the, their families this weekend with all the stuff that they had to do. And I was like, man, you guys make marriage and parenthood sound awesome. Because, like, the, you know, they're complaining about, like, having to do these things or whatever. Um, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, that must be kind of nice. You know, that, like, you know, like, sure, it sounds like a bit of a chore or whatever, but, like, you know, on the weekend, like, these are the things you got time doing. with your kids and you yeah. got, you know. Whereas, like, I, tomorrow I will mark the stuff that I have to mark, and then I'll watch football on Sunday, and then I'm going to have dinner with my mom. Yeah. And that'll be about it. You know? But, like, as for juggling it, don't do a great job of it. No. Kind of hibernate at work. It's, yeah. It's hard. It is hard. It's super hard. And I but I think that everyone struggles with that, right? Yeah. And I, I, I don't know if anyone's ever perfect at it. It's all about prioritizing when you can, I guess. Yeah. And I think too with the job that we do, I think that it come there comes a point, and I've I've reached it a couple of years ago, that like the work will still be there tomorrow, and sometimes you just and have to go home. And you're trying to tell me that, and it's hard for me to listen to that. Yeah, <laughs> then you really should listen to it because it made my life immeasurably better. I know by just being like, you know what, I'm not going to get it done, and I don't care anymore. I think after September, I'll because like by the end of September, I have to have like I have certain responsibilities that I have to have like submitted like yeah. I need a year plan for all five courses and like that in my brain is like the hardest thing for mm-hmm. me right now because we're only four days in yeah and I still don't know what one of my courses like actually is right so that's like that's the hard part yeah. for me once October comes I'm much easier with one evening and a week just being like oh fuck it like yeah. this is this is Wednesday's problem I've had enough yeah I need some me time yeah. But until that, yeah. those two big deadlines are done, and it's hard to let go. But yeah, I've I've learned that like the work will just always be there, yeah. and like I only ever feel caught up at the end of the semester and the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Like, and so it, I I've, I feel like for me, acknowledging that like I'm never going to be caught up in my work, and my inbox is never going to be at zero, attrition. and what you just you just work with it and roll with it and yeah. hope for the best, right? Because like there's nothing else you can do. Yeah, but imagine it with 10 less kids. Hashtag we love our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Caleb. That's how we balance work and family. We don't. Um, but we try. And, but, and it's helpful to have supportive friends and family, too. Yeah. Yeah. So. That know our jobs are important to us. Um, 
Amanda sent us an FMK, which I think is really funny. I didn't actually look at it until just now. And now I don't know what to do. Wait. Because you think it's really easy. So FMK is Sexy Vet um, Evan Anton, University of Miami football star The Rock, and two-time Stanley Cup champion Phil Kessel. This, and you said, Amanda. you said this may be the easiest one of all time. And I am curious to know what you would do. It's a classic Kelsey double murder. Oh. <laughs> and who are you double murdering? The Rockin' Phil Kessel. You are an asshole. You asked me what I wanted to do. I think the vet needs to die because animals are terrible. No, I don't care. I just, what? the vet needs to go. I don't care. <laughs> I would 100% marry Phil Kessel. He seems like, A, he's smart. He's really funny. That picture of him with the hot dogs in the Stanley Cup is, it's like, really the funny. second best thing that's on the internet about Phil Kessel. You know what? Here. The first best thing is the USA World Cup. Yes. I think I, I thought, oh, I thought there was something I should be doing tonight tweet. And I would absolutely. If I had to revise. Yeah, you, if you couldn't could double murder them. I could be convinced to, oh, I'd 100% kill the rock. That's fair. Yeah. I know you would. And and keep the doc and live on an NHL or salary. Oh, darn. That seems what a hard yeah. thing. Yeah. Actually, well, moving around a lot and not having your husband around. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> so just your life now with more money is what you're saying. Uh, yeah, potentially. <laughs> Shit. Moving to Jersey. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, I miss this hyperbole on Twitter. <laughs> Um, so if anyone's interested in starting a pool as to when Kelsey will be back on Twitter, hit me up. <laughs> we'll talk. Dudes, it's not gonna happen. That's what she says. But, uh, anyway. Um, Mike has a question. It is, who's the most overrated oiler in history and why is it Glenn Anderson? And I think that is the best question and answer right there. Yeah. Um, if you want to talk about someone who wrote on someone else's coattails for a very long time and got recognition for things that he didn't deserve... Glenn Anderson. Mm-hmm. True story. Matt Hendricks. <laughs> That's a very good point. Because you know what? Just because his cup almost busted doesn't mean he was a good hockey player. Yeah. He was pretty terrible. He's got grit and heart and intensity. He's a good old Canadian boy. No, he's an American boy. What? He's from like Minnesota. Oh, yeah, something. that's right. No, I was saying someone else. Um, probably Chris Russell. That's right. I was uh, distracted. Um... Andy also says, what should I do with my autographed Taylor Hall jersey? And the correct answer is, give it to us. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> that is the correct answer, Andy. Um, next time I see you at the, at the point, you should bring it, and I will take it off your hands. I can't wait to, like, we have, like, a podcast studio, which will just be, like, a shed in someone's backyard. Yeah. Just, like... Yeah. Just, oh, it'll be a weird fucking shrine. <laughs> yeah, it'll be so, Well, I got, like, half a shrine upstairs. Um, I'm starting it. I just have, like, a that one signed one yeah. in my closet. I have that signed t-shirt and also that signed jersey that I got from somebody. Oh, yeah, I have yeah. Signed t-shirt. Um, my cousin, another question. It's a multiple choice. Ooh. What will happen first? Okay. David Staples being right. Jamie Benn doing the deed. Chris well, Russell. Doing, doing, you know. Okay, the, okay, okay. A certain deed. Yeah, okay. so time out. <laughs> time out. Picture of Jamie Benn the other day with a goatee. And somebody retweeted... Yes, it's gross. It's awful. Somebody retweeted... Goatees are mouth pubic hair. I've said it once. I'll say it again. Okay. 
Okay, but 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 somebody retweeted this this picture of Jamie Ben with the goatee and said Jamie Ben is dead to me until um, he removes the thing from his face. And then my reply to her was, "Well, you know he won't let anything mess it up." And then her response was just a bunch of caps letters and like, "Yeah, it was great." Oh my god! Right. Anyway, I haven't made a joke in so long, and I felt really good about it. Oh. Um, okay, so what will happen first? Staples being right, Jamie Ben doing the deed, Chris Russell winning the Norris, or the heat death of the universe? Heat death of the universe. 100% of the 83% of Twitter respondents say he does he the universe, and 17% say Jamie Ben doing the deed, and then nobody thinks that David Staples will ever be right. Oh, perfect. And no one thinks that Chris Russell will win the Norris. How many people did the poll? Uh, not very many. Only oh. six. Oh. I, be, I think it's because he sent it to us, oh. instead of like, not yeah, his. not He should have put like a... He should have put that and then added the us front. after, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, and then it probably would have worked better. Um, put these three directors, ugh, in order of how much you like their work. <laughs> Is Ing- this Mike again? Yeah, from oh, right. Mike. It's good. Um, Ingmar Bergman, Steven Soderbergh, David Cronenberg. I haven't, I don't think I've seen anything by Bergman. Um, I would say probably Soderbergh at the top, generally speaking. I like his stuff. Um, Cronenberg, um. I've really liked, um, History of Violence. It was good. He did another one after that. Fuck, I gotta look at Wiki now. Um, Shoulda done my research. Shoulda yeah. done my research. While you're doing your research, this is the picture. It's awful. Yeah, I it's, it's terrible. Anyway, it's really yes. Bad. Goatees are not never a good luck. They really aren't. Unless it's like ironically for a Halloween costume. And it's Michael Scott. And it's like painted on your face and then you can remove it. Okay, so I super liked Eastern Promises oh. and A History of Violence. Oh god, yes. So I think because of that I'd put Cronenberg, Cronenberg first and, and then, then Soderbergh. Soderbergh. That's fair. But I, yeah, I like I know about Oh man, Eastern Promises is so good. But I haven't Like that might be oh, my I went Ingrid instead of Ingmar. <laughs> ah! That might be my favorite Vigo film is Eastern Promises. It's so it's, beautiful. It is. It and really he's great. He is. Okay, what did you do? Mike, I know you're like like you're such a high nerd than we are. And I'm curious what you really like about Yeah, let us know. Ingmar. Please and thanks. I'm trying like I don't really recognize oh these are all like made for tv movies oh scenes from a marriage i've heard of that heard of um nothing else yeah i'm not really i'm not really sure um i don't know if i have any like real preference so I would have to probably put Bergman at, at the, the bottom. bottom just because... Just because I just don't know. Yeah, not well enough. Not well enough to, like... Yeah. To Which say definitively, shame. right? Um, yeah. So, sorry about that. Um, okay, another one from Mike. Shane Doan is to Arizona what Ryan Smith is to Edmonton. Discuss. <sighs> well... I think... I think that there's two differences... Um, Ryan Smith, I don't believe, when he was playing, had the same reputation that Shane Doan has. That's what I'm thinking. Like, reputation of peers. Yes. Matters. And fans, too. Yeah. Right? And sort of people's perception of them. But kind of Shane Doan never left the team over $100,000 yeah. difference in, in salary. So, um, 
But but if you want forgiven, yeah, with the return, yes. But if you want to right? say like you know played hard for the team and whatever, whatever, and never won anything, then yeah, they're the same. But Smitty got way closer than Ryan Dome did. Shane Dome, or Ryan Dome. I went to high school with a Ryan Dome. It's in there. Shane Dome. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. so that could be part of it too. But then I've got hometown bias. So. Yeah. So I think I think Ryan Smith is probably more. Um, did more for the Oilers than Doan did for the Coyotes. Yeah. Um, like, Shane Doan played 1,500 games and didn't manage to score 1,000 points, and so I'll just leave that there, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, this is maybe the best question we've ever gotten. Nope, I'm going to leave it. That's lie. Amanda says, what is the meaning of life? And the answer is, I don't know. That was one of her questions. Well, I don't know. I truly don't know. But whose who's meaning are you thinking big picture meaning I think every individual life requires meaning and it's up to you to figure out what that is yeah. but like on the grand scale we're just cogs we're just star stuff man we are just star stuff Neil was right or was that Carl Sagan Carl first yeah that's Carl first that's a we are star stuff and that's a really yeah. great thing um, it is it's a nice sentiment to have mm-hmm. to remember sort of your your, your place and your place also your insignificance yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is the greatest question that we've ever gotten. It truly For is. so many reasons. Um, from Amanda, good friend of the pod. Good friend of the pod. Um, would you rather fight 100 rat-sized Brad Marchands or one Brad Marchand-sized rat? My question is, if you're fighting a Brad Marchand-sized rat, aren't you just fighting Brad Marchand? And the answer is yes. <laughs> um, so, I think I would rather... Can I double murder this question? <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed to double murder. I'm only allowed to double murder. Uh, that's no fair. Um, I don't... <laughs> I, I don't know. I've just been wanting to say this. You know, about the, the one Brad Marchand says rat being Brad Marchand. Like, I just... I've been wanting to say that since I... Saw the question. Yeah. It made me... I laughed out loud when I saw it. I... Um, and it popped... I had a tear yeah. roll down my cheek. Like, 100%. it was so funny. And it just, like, showed up in the push notifications, and I was, like... Yeah. Blown away by the genius. Well, I got I got the notification, like, while I was watching the football game yesterday, and I was enjoying the Patriots losing, and also this, and I was like, this is so great. <laughs> I've never been happier than uh, this moment. Yeah. Well, maybe. Um... I'd rather fight a hundred rat-sized Brad Marchands. Than a real Brad Marchand. <laughs> well, and rats, like, are... Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'd rather fight tiny people than big rats. Yeah. Fair. But rats are also large. So it's not like a hundred rats is insignificant. No. Napalm. There's the solution. <laughs> that's what we use the nukes for. Brad Marchands. <laughs> rats. <laughs> no, rat size bad Martians. Oh, as, God. But as Malcolm said, like, bless him when he's on Team Canada. Oh, God, yes. So It's like Corey Perry. He's just the worst. Yeah. But when he's playing for Team Canada, I don't hate him. Um, do we have anything else? I don't think we have anything else. Um, so, this is the thing we haven't done in a while. Um, we have 346 hours and 37 minutes of, uh, space on my computer to talk about Taylor Hall, which we, like, barely talked. We barely have. But we there's just... no, well, there's a little bit of social media update. And it's not really direct. 
No. He's just around because of NHL stuff. He's a, oh, he's around. It's he's good. Around. Yeah, apparently, he wants to abolish the morning skate. Yeah. Uh, and the people in the room when that was happening like wanted to vote him commissioner immediately, which made me laugh because of our conversation about if we were yeah. commissioners. Mm. Which we should be. <laughs> we would em- okay, well, now that some things have happened, yeah. we would go to the Olympics. Oh, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So we do one good thing. Yeah. And banish morning skates. If that's what he wants, that's what we do. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. (laughs) If that's what he wants, that's what we do. Oh. Uh, The new slogan of the NHL. (laughs) Not hockey is for everyone. That's there thing now <laughs> yeah it should be it's not but we will not allow it to be just yeah. kidding <laughs> just 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 taylor hall who's the only one that matters uh, oh god <laughs> what's wrong with us as i've said before i'm fine with it oh me too <laughs> so we have new people at work and i mean you obviously like you're working in a place that you don't know all the people all that well but they're starting to learn. Like, we were talking today about religion and, like, belief systems and how they how that functions. Because um, a kid asked another teacher, like, you know, he's like, what should I, he's like, I'm kind of questioning my religion. And I don't really know, like, what to do. How to navigate that. Yeah. And so this teacher gave some really good advice and was like, you really, what you really need to do is talk to your parents. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't tell you what to do. He's like, but if it were me, he's like, and this is what happened to me when I was about your age, I sort of had some questions and, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, and I was like, man, I would have just been like, listen, here's what I think about religion. The ancient Greeks believed that Zeus turned himself into the wind and got people pregnant. So, I don't know what to tell you. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, so clearly they're of a superior race. <laughs> um, and also a bull and a swan. And like, I don't understand this mythology. But then, um, this other teacher, he says something really interesting. He's like that, we were talking about how beliefs are like, and faith is like something that you believe in to be true, even though you don't really know why. And I was like, oh, you mean, like, how Taylor Hall is the best player in the NHL? And he just burst out laughing. But one of the new guys was like, um, no, he's not. And I just, like, went really hard. I was like, yes, actually, he is, and let me tell you all the reasons why. And it was amazing. Because he just doesn't know yet. He doesn't know that he's an inferior species to you? No, No, that he's just, like, (laughs) gum on my shoe. No, he just doesn't know how I feel about Taylor Hall yet. Mm. It's so funny how universally negative people are. Oh, it's so funny. I know. Right? But I don't get it. Like, just... The PR machine. It's... It is funny, but, like, I made a joke, and people got mad at me, and I was like, it's a joke. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't understand why you don't think this is funny, because I think it's really funny. Yeah. It's... It's... It's astonishing. And if I can make the joke, Mm -hmm. then everyone should be able to acknowledge that it's the joke. Yeah. I can't understand why anyone could hate him. I know. I don't get it. I know. And the, and if it if, and universally it's like, well, he was bad in the room. What the fuck does that mean? How do you know? People say who says? Who says? Yeah. Well, I heard no. No. Who you, says? Name a name. Like tell me. Who? Someone on Twitter? And That's... don't you like interact with people who you don't really like all day, but what does it matter if you don't like that person? You yeah. still do your fucking job. Like, yeah. don't, there's, don't give me that. That's yeah. bullshit. It is really funny how that's the thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that's the new slogan. Maybe should that should be the new slogan of the podcast. <laughs> Whatever he wants, he gets. Yeah. 
I'm the captain now. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Someday. Some- but I mean, it's interesting though. Like on that note, I guess we're going to talk about sports for a minute here before we go. Um, I mean, like they have their sports podcast. On our sports podcast. It's not really about. It will be once there's you know sports. Uh, but I wish it wasn't. But it's gonna be. <laughs> you can just talk about dry saddle. It's all good. Um, but the thing I found really interesting is, like, it was media day, right? The other day. And yesterday, the day before, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all kind of blurring together now. But, I think like, it was yesterday. Connor was there, obviously, for the Oilers. Mm-hmm. And Jordan Everly was there for the Islanders, which I thought was really... I think Tavares was there as well. But I didn't see him, Tavares. I feel like he was, because I feel like I saw some other stuff yesterday. Okay. Maybe not in some of the... But I feel like he was part of that. But, like, guess who's there for the Devils? Taylor Hall. Because of course he is. Yeah. And I just find that whole, that all really interesting because, like, what we hear, and, like, Amanda tells us stuff because, like, she's a season ticket holder with the Devils and she's, like, got friends who kind of know some stuff and the Devils yeah. seem to be a little bit more forthcoming about things than the others ever were. And, like, they just love him there. They, they just do. love him. And it was so astonishing to hear, like, the coach and the owner just be like, what was a tough year for him? Like, yeah. he, he had to move from where he loved. Yeah. He had to start fresh. It was a bad breakup, and we're here to support him. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Yeah. And if he was a real douchebag, guess what they wouldn't be doing? Yeah. So, if you're listening, let us know. He's not listening. What if he did? Megan, he's not. Someday. Someday. Oh, God. Start at episode three where it gets good. <laughs> yeah, the first two are pretty garbage. Um, Start with the one with Kelsey. The Cry. one with Kelsey. Cry. It's all about you. There you go. Uh, but no just imagine that okay put yourself in his glorious sexy shoes okay Okay. imagine like randomly trying out a podcast and hearing people speak about you in that way in like how awful would that be that'd be really weird why would you want to interact with those people that's a good point. We should rename our podcast to, like, the number one Taylor Hall fan podcast. <laughs> or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. I think we should stick with um, what we got. Speaking of, we were talking about some things that we want to do, like, for us and podcasts or whatever. We think maybe we're going to make some stickers. Yes. Um, and I'd love to do shirts. I think shirts would be kind of funny. But uh, they would, it's a cost thing. That yeah. That would be tough. Uh, unless we did Teespring, we could maybe work with that. Anyway, we were sort of thinking about, like, stickers, but also, like, slogans for us. Mm-hmm. So if you have any input, we would love to hear it. Because at work, we had to do this, like, I had to fill out the sheet at work that I'm pretty sure I submitted for today. Anyway, whatever. It was like, what's your bumper sticker? And last year, mine was, oh, I'm sorry, did you say something about Taylor Hall? That was my bumper sticker That's last amazing. year. That's amazing. And this year, I was like, I, it was something about Taylor Hall again, but I can't remember the exact wording. And I'm just going to do that forever until yeah. until somebody asks me about it. I'm just Are they gonna... like making you like a bumper sticker for your door? No, something? but I wish they would. No, it was it, what they want. What they've done in the past at staff meetings is they've like put some facts from these sheets up about people, and you have to guess who they are. So obviously, oh. if that one comes out about me, like the guys I work, they'll know right away. Yeah, but nobody else. Will. Nobody else will. Um, but uh, yeah, and I can't remember what I said. It was something about Taylor Hall. I don't know, but last year's was pretty good. That is I'm pretty sorry, good. did you say something about Taylor Hall? Um, our Lord and Savior. I think I think maybe this year's was like, sorry, I got distracted. I was thinking about Taylor Hall. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Um, <laughs> and your hall pass. My hall pass is his face. Is his face. Yeah, and I have Just another so version great. of that picture on my whiteboard. I don't have anything up on my. Not even your. No, because there's nowhere for me to hang it. Oh. 
because it's whiteboard and then they just repainted the things and it's like too close to the wall in the right. window like it, it yeah unless it covers my whiteboard which i don't want to do because i'm going to share my room now but gotcha yeah it's not up hmm. it's a secret to everyone except for me it's like rolled up in a tube under my desk wow that's very sad you probably look at it during your prep don't you no i don't unfurl it i keep forgetting it's down there <laughs> um anyway we just killed like 10 minutes talking about <laughs> as we do so suggestions for slogans yeah give us feedback on merch if that's interesting to you we've got some um preliminary other logo designs out there but i really like yeah. our logo i like our logo too it's pretty good it's got like the hockey pucks and the garbage can and the fire i want to say the garbage fire podcast the number one Taylor Hall fan cast or something like that. Yeah, yeah. We need like an alternate one that says yeah. his name in it. Yes, okay. <laughs> and we could just like replace our logo. It's like it's the same logo, but instead changed. of with Kelsey and Megan. Yeah. Ooh. Davis, get on it. Davis, please, please. I'll text him. Um. Yeah. Let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. And like, if you have, if there's any, ever anything you want us to talk about, please let us know because like today was real hard. Today was real hard. We still talked for like two hours, but like Jesus. <laughs> We didn't do a very good job of planning. I don't mm, know if you can tell. No. Um, but so if there's anything you want us to talk about, let us know. Um, we'll still try and, like, get guests and stuff. It's going to be a little bit harder now that we're back at work, but we'll just have to, like, figure out something. Yeah. Um, but there's, like, some people that we know who are who listen who we would love to have on. So some of them you'll have to call in unless you want to come up here. <laughs> and others of you, uh, like Tasha, we should totally have her on. It would be yeah. super fun. Um, but, yeah, so let us know if there's things you want us to talk about because we will. And you can listen to us on Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. You can find us on Twitter at Garbage Fire Pod. And really, lots of times you can find Kelsey on Twitter at Garbage Fire Pod. I need, like, I'm really into Kelsey Tweets TM. Yeah. That's, I'm really into that as my signature. Yeah. So I'm just going to keep with that. That works. Yeah. I'm uh, all about branding. <laughs> you know I'm all about branding. Uh, me too. I'm always on brand. <laughs> Always. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Meg14. We have an email, garbagefirepodcast at gmail.com, and a website, garbagefirepod.wordpress.com. Um, and that's where you find, like, show notes and a picture that encapsulates the whole episode. Yeah. And we'll do the FMK yeah. comparisons there, too. Um, that's about it. So thank you so much for listening. And see you in the dumpster. <laughs>